1: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again, with new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: How's it going, guys? And welcome to Billy the Bat Boys Corner, presented by Up on Game Network. I'm Billy Pinkney. And today we have a special guest joining us in just a moment on this episode. It's Griff McGarry. He's a number three pitching prospect for the Philadelphia Phillies. And we're excited to have him on because in our last episode with Connor Norby, I asked him, who's the toughest pitcher you faced last year? And he said, Griff McGarry, and he's our next guest. So we have another solid guest joining us who could potentially make it to the big leagues next year. So uh, let's get it started. Let's have Griff join the show right now all right guys we're here alongside philadelphia phillies top pitching prospect griff mcgarry griff appreciate you coming on
4: yeah no thank you for having me on absolutely well you had a great great
3: season this past year in 2022 with the phillies reaching different levels all the way up to triple a but uh, i do want to touch on before we get to that your collegiate career as well university of virginia did a lot of winning over there had a great 2020 shortened year and then struggled a little bit more in 2021. And I'd love to hear about the adjustments that you made from that season in college in 2021 to then getting drafted and doing really well in pro ball that year.
4: Yeah, uh, it was kind of a unique season. Um, You know, kind of struggled from the jump and around halfway through the year, I was actually taken out of the rotation. Um, You know, it's just what was best for the team at the, the time. And, you know, it took around a month or so Um, you know, working with my pitching coach, Drew Dickinson, and, you know, my teammates just kind of trying to figure it all out. Cause I, I always felt like I had it in the tank, but, you know, just was struggling a little bit early on, especially with command. So, um, kind of honed in on some things, changed a little, a little bit of my delivery, um, kind of lowered that, that front side, um, that front glove side, you know, in the middle of my delivery and, you know, I started to see a lot of change and, um, was put back in the bullpen and able to have a few outings, got a little momentum going, and then, yeah, once postseason hit, it just kind of felt like a, I felt like a whole new pitcher. Um, you know, I had all the confidence I needed. Uh, you know, the right the right intent when I was stepping on the mound. I think that's really important, and you know, that's kind of something I've, I've kept with me into my pro career. But, um, yeah, and then you know, had a had a good run in the college world series, and was just kind of able to you know, continue all that success on into the beginning of my pro career. How much of it do you believe is mental when, when it comes to
3: adjustments that you have to make? Uh, do you believe that you were trying to maybe do too much and there was just too much that was running through your head? I feel like a lot of smart pitchers tend to do that sometimes.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's incredibly mental. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, it, it, it truly is. Um, I think for me, especially, I think a lot of it was mental and you know, that big shift, that change for me, um, a lot of that came from, you know, the confidence within myself. You know, I I knew I could do it, but it was just, I was having a hard time translating that onto the field. And, you know, I think once I got my mind right and, you know, my head in the right space, I was able to, you know, just go out there and compete. And, you know, I think that's when I'm most successful. So, yeah, I think the mental side is really, really important and you know, I think it's a, a mix of believing in yourself and trusting your stuff and then, you know, just going out there with complete confidence. Complete confidence.
3: Yeah, you think in the past you were putting too much pressure on yourself and, and trying to do too much?
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, knowing it, it was probably going to be my last year at EVA. you know, maybe I was just stressed a little bit too much, you know, when I was out there on the field. and Yeah, I think it showed early on, but, you know, luckily – you know, from the help of my teammates, coaches, you know, I was able to to make that change down the stretch, and, you know, I think it was for the better.
3: I mean, in this game, you know you're going to fail a lot, a high percentage of the time. How do you approach that, knowing it's going to happen? Some guys take it better than others. You see some uh, take it out on other people, on uh, different items, <laughs> they'll throw their stuff and things like that, but how do you go into it knowing that, hey, it's going to happen at some
4: point, and it's just how it is? Yeah, um, I actually had a lot of reflection on this, especially during that season. Adversity is great. Um, you know, as a pitcher, as a hitter, regardless, you're gonna you're gonna get beat, right? You know, you're gonna strike out, you're gonna get, you know, an absolute nuke hit off you, right? It's it's all about how you bounce back. So, you know, I think in the moment it's definitely pretty tough to do, but just slowing the game down as much as you can is really, really important. Um especially when battling adversity cuz you know that you know allows you to be in the right headspace take a second breathe and you know go back at them um you know i think for me specifically you know that adversity that i faced during my last season at eva i think shaped me into you know the pitcher i am today and you know without it i wouldn't be where i am today you know i wouldn't have made all those changes and you know, I think it, you know, it might be tough in the moment, but in the long run, if you stick to it, man, it's going to be all worth it. Well, you were
3: then drafted by the Phillies. We just talked about that a little bit before, but I mean, how exciting was it to, you know, after a season that you had a draining year for you, how exciting was it to get that call?
4: Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty special moment. Um, I was back in in California with where I grew up, uh, I was with my family and yeah, you know, it's pretty special to, to see my name up on the TV and, you know, uh, just a, a really cool moment and, you know, I was pretty excited immediately, you know, to be going to such a sports city, you know, such an awesome fan base. So it's, uh, it's definitely a cool organization to be a part of. Well, this past two seasons
3: with them have been fantastic for you. Uh, I'd like to get your take on the development uh, throughout the beginning of your time with the organization up until now, what you've been working on. What, what if you felt are some of the main points of development that you've worked on with the coaching staff and
4: in your own game? So I think kind of initially they didn't want to change too much in that first season. Um, it was just kind of riding that, that success and, you know, finishing out the year. And, you know, I think something that I think I'll always have to work on and, and strive to be better at is, is my command. Um, you know, that was kind of the focus heading into this year. Um, you know, just keeping those walk, walk rate down and, um, you know, a- attacking early in the, the, the counts, um, getting in the zone. So one thing I was really focusing on this year was, was getting ahead. And, you know, I think there, there were times where I, I was really successful with it and, um, you know, had back to back to back games where it was, it was all good, getting ahead, high strike percentage. Um, and, you know, there were times of the season where, you know, I you know, one game I might not quite have it and, you know, you, you got to kind of make the most of it and, you know, go as long as you can for your team. So um, that was one big thing. Definitely my command. And then, you know, another thing I was working on, um, with our, our staff was my slider, um, kind of developing that into a little bit more of a defined pitch. Um, prior to the Phillies, it was always kind of like a slurve and had curveball characteristics, but, um, I'm kind of transitioning now into distinguishing that from my curveball and, um, making it a little bit firmer and, know a little bit more sweeping action awesome great
3: stuff well we do have a ball right there you have would you be able to take us through some of your grips
4: yeah for sure so start off i throw a traditional four seam fastball um i do kind of grip it pretty deep which is unique um deep into my my pocket there um and then my slider is not too different Uh, all i really do is just shift my fingers over um, still kind of have that deep pocket grip and with my slider, I'm a firm believer of, of rip it and grip it. So, uh, kind of stick to that. And then my change up, um, which is still kind of in development. I throw a kind of like a Vulcan. Um, it's almost like a split and circle change hybrid. Um, so I kind of split my, my middle finger, my ring finger, and just try to focus that ball coming off this ring finger. Um, that's really important with the with the change-up. And then lastly is my curveball, which I throw off this horseshoe right here. Um, again, that kind of deep grip and, you know, just try to be on top of that ball. So, yeah.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
1: whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer we promise an experience like no other so buckle up wrestling fans listen to wrestling with freddie as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the
3: iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm sure as you continue to develop them and fine tune them your command will continue to improve I and mean, that was a drastic difference between your college year and then pro ball i mean you've been commanding the ball a lot better what would you say to younger players who are really trying to command the baseball a lot better with a variety of pitches, uh, h- how would you say they go about doing that? What's worked for you so far in that
4: phase? I think the, the most important thing with command is, is your intent um, when you're stepping on the mound. So, um, you know, for me, I think I made this change during my college career. Um, before I would step on the rubber, just kind of, actively thinking like all right i'm gonna throw a strike here you know it's it's not like oh i hope i throw a strike here or you know i hope i don't throw a ball right you know it's getting in the right mindset before you step on the rubber and that goes for for hitting you know like all right i'm gonna barrel this ball you know whatever it may be um but for me i saw like immediate change and i kind of have continued that you know you you might see like you know if if you zoom in on me while i'm on the mound like i might be mumbling to myself you know looking like i'm crazy but you know, that's just that, that little something that might fire me up a little bit and kind of get me locked in so that I am able to to command the ball a little bit better. And, you know, I've, I've seen a, a little bit of success with that over the past two years, you know, I still have a lot of room to grow um, in that, in that realm. But, you know, I think that's really important, just getting in the right mindset before you, before you do something, you know, and that's, that's everything. It's, it's, you know, shooting a free throw, you know, lining up for a golf shot, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more mental than you might think, you know, although it sounds great to just go, go up there and do it. And some guys can do that, but it's really important to to get in that right mindset. I'd love to hear about any mental skills coach type of conversations you've had
3: with, with them, because I'm sure they help out a lot with that type of stuff.
4: You know, I haven't I haven't worked one on one too much with anyone, um, but just listening to, to group conversations, um, a lot of times that helped uh, you know, talking with buddies, you know, talking about their mentality, how they go about things when they're out there performing. Um, I think that's really, really important. Um, just having conversation about it in general. Um, you know, someone who helped me specifically uh back in college was was my pitching coach, Drew Dickinson. Um, you know, he had played a little bit professionally and, you know, had a great successful college career and, you know, just a a trustworthy guy. And, you know, a lot of that was kind of a lot of what we talked about. He's like, Hey man, like you, you have the ability. You know that's not the the thing in question right now. You know you just got to get your mind right, preset it. You know, going with confidence and things will work out in your favor. So uh, I remember that conversation. You know, and I've I've kept that with me. So I
3: mean, when you you, you, know, you say you throw a pitch, you know, you you don't have the result that you want. You know, you're focused on sometimes just getting that result as opposed to the process, focusing more on that. You know, how do you go through that process of trying to figure out, hey? I got to just stick with my plan here and and not worry about that ball that the lefty was just able to nibble off to the left side and get it through the the third base bag for a double. You know, it's just those situations.
4: You know, something that helps me is just going to the back of the mound, taking a deep breath, you know, resetting and saying, all right, like it's go time now. Like flush it, let's go now. You know, runner on, no worries. I got this right here. Um, Just maintain that confidence, you know, even when you're struggling.
3: Well, it's funny. We had Connor Norby on our last episode from the Orioles, and I asked him who the toughest pitcher that he faced was, and he said you. He said that you pretty much owned them last year for that, for some of that year. And uh, so I had to have you come on. And uh, I mean, when you're facing a guy like that, who, you know, he's someone who's going to get on base, high average, you know, walk rate, and all that stuff. How do you approach those types of hitters, who you know have a great chance of getting on base, are going to do what they can to, to beat out ground balls and just get there.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, Connor. Connor's a great player. You know, a guy like that, you know, you can't go for the strikeout, right? You know, he's a guy that's going to put the ball in play, you know, run hard down to first base, you know, wherever that ball is. So, you know, it's just about, you know, hitting your spots, trusting your stuff, you know, because, you know, he's going to do what he does, right? Hit the ball hard, put it in play. So, you know, all you can really do is, you know, go for – you know, not the best contact or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's very nice of him to say. He's a, he's a good player as well. Would you rather face a
3: lineup full of guys who, you know, are going to put the ball in play maybe a little bit faster, or would you rather face a lineup full of guys who, big home run guys, ones who might miss the ball, you know, might miss the, the barrel to the ball a lot more, but have a chance to do damage with the big fly?
4: Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. It's uh. I feel like it's always just a little bit harder pitching with runners on base. So I think I would say I'd rather face, you know, uh, a bunch of home run hitters that might have that that sw- swing and miss tendency. Because, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go for that than, you know, a bunch of guys <laughs> barreling the balls in the gaps, you know. So, yeah, I'd say home run. I'd rather face some home run hitters and, you know, give it my all. let it, Let them have it. I'm going to have to ask you the
3: same question I asked Connor, but in reverse. Who was the toughest hitter? Any hitters that you faced that were really difficult outs?
4: Yeah, I, uh, one of my first few outings this season, uh, Adley Rutchman was, was rehabbing down in IA. So uh, he barreled a few balls off me. I remember my first at bat against him and he fouled a few off, and I was like, all right, you know, and then, uh, he barrels a ball, like smokes it opposite field. He's he's hitting lefty switch hitter opposite field to our left fielder, and it was it had to be you know one ten off the bat, just right at right out of our left fielder. I was like, "Ooh, there we go!" <laughs> like, all right, that's that's Russian. And then like you know next at bat, he barrels a double, and I'm like, "All right, you know, big leaker." But yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a pretty tough at bat. You um, know, I think I think. Once you get to those higher levels, I think all those guys can swing it. You know, guys like Norby, you know, but especially the Orioles, they have a lot of good good players. We play them a lot. One of my tough at-bats is uh, a kid I actually grew up with, uh, Darren Baker. He's a really, really talented player, and he's kind of one of those same guys uh, similar to Norby, you know, barrels the ball well. Um, So he's always a tough at-bat. But, yeah, I mean, I would say if I had to choose one, it would probably be P. Rutschman.
3: What can you learn from those at-bats when you're facing guys who are in the big leagues already and ones who are more experienced maybe a little bit and have better eyes, are able to exploit those pitches that you think even might be good? You know, there's some times where you execute a pitch, but they're able to still get a barrel on it. What can you learn from that?
4: I mean, first thing that comes to mind, you know, if you throw a mistake, they're going to do some damage. So, um, you know, you can't leave anything over the middle of the plate. Um you know, I think that's where a lot of that pregame preparation comes in, um, you know, kind of looking at swing tendencies, you know, heat maps where where they like to chase, you know, maybe out of the zone, um, where you can work with against a hitter, you know, of that caliber. Um, and I think the higher up you get, you know, obviously there's the, the more talented hitters. So um, I think kind of that preparation is really, really important heading into game and, you know, being on the same page as your catcher as well, um, you know, is is really huge.
3: Yeah. How much do you dive into those analytics and heat maps and all that? You a fan of that?
4: Yeah, I would say I am a fan of that. Um, I don't look too much into it. Um, You know, obviously, I'd I'd rather play to my strengths than someone else's weakness. But, um, you know, I think it can be pretty beneficial to look at, you know, going into an outing day before maybe or, you know day of just kind of getting your mind right um you know sharpening your your edges so that you're prepared when you're facing the hitter sure
3: how do you tell the line of okay this is a good amount of info that I'd like to know and absorb and and the other side of it being this is too much I'm going to start overthinking about it and maybe this uh just confuse myself a little bit when I'm trying to execute
4: yeah i think kind of easing your way into it you know if you're somebody that hasn't really looked at analytics or or you know don't have access to it maybe at at the level you're playing at um you know just easing into it it's kind of trial and error um i think you know a lot of that stuff can be helpful during bullpens um but really when it comes down to it it's about you know going out there and competing um because you know when you're out there you can't be oh what does this guy have you know um so yeah, I'd say say easing into it and you know, if that's something that that benefits you, by all means go for it. You know, if not, that's okay. You know, just go out there and compete.
3: Well, you did end up reaching triple A, pitch a little bit there. What were you able to take away from that brief stint in AAA? A?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, so I had actually most of the year I had started, but when I got to triple A, they they kind of switched me to the bullpen. Um, you know, it's a it's a little bit different mentality coming in um from the bullpen, but Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I I experienced, you know, a a lot of cool moments with, you know, guys that have have made it to the big leagues and, you know, had these awesome careers. Um, You know, a lot of our our staff up there, you know, our our pitching coach Cesar Ramos played years and years and years in the big leagues. Um, So just kind of taking in all of that information from guys like that um, was definitely my biggest takeaway um you know some some pretty cool stuff you know c- cool conversations listening to guys talking about the world series and you know their their favorite at bats they've ever had you know showing videos it's it's pretty cool um and yeah I, I had a great time up there and you know could have had a you know a few be- better outings but you know it is what it is and yeah just uh, grateful for the experience
3: I'm sure it's tough when you're starting the whole year, then they throw you in the pen for the the remainder part of the season. Uh, Are you looking to stay in the rotation or you
4: think that later on you'd like to transition to the pen? What do you think? Yeah. So that was something we had talked about, you know, kind of when that transition was happening. They they'd they'd let me know, you know, Hey, this isn't set in stone. Uh, They just kind of wanted to try it out for the end of the year and, you know, see, see where it took me. Um, You know, I'm still, still looking to start, you know, heading into next year, heading into spring training. So going in with that mentality. But, you know, I think it's really good experience to have under your belt, you know, even as a starter, cause you know, you look at it at playoff baseball and you, you know, you see some of the the best starters, you know, the MLB has warming up in the bullpen, you know, game five, you're like, all right, let's go. So it's definitely, definitely good to have under your belt and, you know, uh, you know, however, whatever, whatever gets you there. how much of a routine guy are you you know when
3: when you're starting pitcher you have more of a laid out routine but if you're in the pen it's kind of compressed into a shorter amount of time And i'm sure it's valuable to like you said to have that knowledge of okay this is what i got to do in that spot but uh do you do you like to have a, a nice routine on your start days
4: yeah yeah i would say you know as a reliever less is more um because you know you kind of almost have to be ready every single day but as a starter you can kind of spread things out a little bit more and and, you know have more of a routine um on both sides i think being diligent is really really important you know doing your bands the same every day um you know doing your plyos if you use plyos um doing your arm care post throwing you know all that stuff plays into it and you know maintaining a healthy season um you know, as a, as a starter, that's really important, uh, you know, being consistent too, because, you know, it's, it's all about preparation, whether you have, you know, the best start of your life, you know, the day after you need to have that same, you know, same schedule, same routine as you would if you had the worst outing of your life. So, you know, it's all about not riding the highs too high and not riding the lows too low, just, you know, staying stagnant, being consistent.
3: Great stuff. Well, I do, before we want to wrap up, touch on some messages from the younger players out there. Were there ever times throughout your career where maybe people said, hey, you can't achieve your goal of making it uh, to professional baseball or the big leagues? Do you ever get those those comments from people and how do you
4: tackle that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, growing up, I played in a lot of tournaments and, and, you know, always wanted to be out on the field and, you know, not that it was, you know, in, intentful, you know, from these from these people that, you know, I had these type of conversations with, but, you know, it's more so it's like, oh, wow, well, you know, that's a that's a pretty big dream, you know, to go play. But, you know, it's just, it's it's about focusing on yourself, going out there and having fun. Um, you know, and if you're somebody who wants to play every day and make it to the major leagues, like, by all means, do it. Go for it. Um, you know, I don't think you should ever let anyone tell you to let up or, whoa, take it easy. You know, if, if, if you really truly want to do something, go do it. And that, you know, that, that, that goes beyond baseball too. Um, you know, chase your dreams. Like, you know, it's only, it's only a few steps away, but you just got to trust it. Great stuff. Griff, I appreciate
3: you coming on. Thank you. And, uh, enjoy the rest of the off season. Hopefully we'll see you in Philly in 2023.
4: Definitely. Thank you, Billy.
3: We'd like to thank you for joining us here on Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, presented by Up On Game. Another fantastic guest we had on, Griff McGarry, talking some pitching, talking some mental side of the game as well, because that's so important, especially if you're a pitcher, a lot of it's mental. We hear so much about how hard could you throw, what are your physical abilities and attributes, but we don't hear as much about the mental side and what truly goes into it in order to be a pro, pro player. And uh, he's somebody who hopefully makes it to the big leagues very soon. He's got the talent. He's got it all. And uh, now we're, we're excited for him. And uh, it's a great chat with him. But if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing here with Billy the Batboy's corner and up on game, be sure to follow us on social media at Billy the Batboy at up on Game Network. Rate, review, subscribe. And don't forget, we're supporting the Fowler English Center in Patterson, New Jersey, Help him give back to the community. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here on the show. This show is sponsored by Better
5: Help. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them